0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Inspired Women Gathering. This is a show that talks about all things from life, relationships, spirituality, business, and everything in between. Women inspire me through their stories, their resilience, resourcefulness, tenacity, and the powerful movement that we make in the world. I love connecting and having deep conversations, sharing with you the women I'm so blessed to know and who inspire me, especially as we navigate through this deep unknowing in our world today. My name is Dixie Bennett, and I'm your host, and I'm a soulful woman and wealth coach and healer, helping you live an abundant life. I created this platform to highlight amazing women who I come across and connect with, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. I am so excited for my next beautiful guest, um, a longtime friend of mine, Sandy Nelson, and our topic today is art of homing. In early 2018, Sandy's life turned upside down. Her successful 15-year business coaching practice emptied out and her attempts to manage this and other factors in her life added to her going into a crippling health spiral. Through this, she discovered self-love and began manifesting true self-care. Her world changed and opened up in the most extraordinary, enriching ways. Sandy's business of meaningful work now focuses on helping creators innovative, and natural initiator types live soul-satisfied. Her work as a quantum creation oracle offers soul gift and higher calling readings and support. She she also helps women discover their inner essence and master the art of true self-care. Currently, she is helping people create new experiences around spending time at home through her video mini-series on the art of homing. Sandy lives in Sunny Marlborough, New Zealand, and is excited about her debut visionary, fiction novel being launched later this year. Welcome Sandy. I'm so happy to have
1: you. Hi, Dixie. Hi viewers. It's wonderful <laughs> to be here. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> so let's just dive into something. So
0: I We, um, I've known you for a little while, and we've Mm -hmm. we we have talked. We spend hours and hours talking about anything and everything, which I absolutely enjoy every minute. And we never run out of things to Mm -hmm. talk about, and that's one of the things I love about you. We have um, very interesting conversations, so I'm excited to allow that to unfold today. Um, Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit um, about you know because 2018 was your big your big turning moment into this, this brand new work. And yes. so why don't you tell me a little bit about who you were before and just some of the things that kind of led to this turning experience that now shifted your,
1: your life. Okay. So I guess it, it started back and, and really it brings in the same, the theme that we're talking about is that it was a long way for me to come home to myself, because I kind of left myself as a child. Mm. Uh, I didn't have necessarily a a, a tragic childhood. Sure, I had traumatic events happen in my childhood, but my childhood was reasonably good, except that I recognized very early on that I was different to everyone else around me. Mm. And, and that kind of manifested itself in one day I was about 14 when I was uh, uh, journaling just learning how to journal and I suppose you could call it like this conversation with God or what have you that came in and I asked the question you know, what's my life going to look like and and then the answer came back to me was how would you like it to look <laughs> And then there was these four little mini mind movies that came that just like flashed before my, you know, my mind's eye and um, they were four four very, very different ways that my life would show up and they were all about me being someone. So I was going to be an artist who had people look at my work on a world stage, people from all over, over the world would look at my work. There was going to be um, the next Mind Movie was me um, travelling the world and getting paid to travel, and I saw myself in uniform then. Uh, The third uh, Mind Movie was me being happily married um, to a farmer or living on a farm with two children. Mm. And the fourth one was being a successful businesswoman, Mm. where I was a respected Part of the community. So I kind of just sort of thought, oh, well, that's, you know, here I am, 14, 16, however, you know, just a a, a mid-team there and thinking, oh, that's quite exciting. I wonder which one I'll end up doing. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward. Uh, when I was forty, I ticked off them all except for the one being married to a farmer and having two children. we never blessed for children, but we ended up having two fa- fabulous uh, animals that we were kind of our babies, our kids, sort of thing. we had them for quite a number of years so uh, and then at forty I had nothing I sort of i, I didn't ne- I didn't actually work towards any of those those visions they just every so often i would sort of check in and oh i'm doing this i'm doing that you know i joined the military and i traveled the world and i got paid well for it and i was in uniform Mm -hmm. you know i i found when when i was in my early 20s i found that i i was a fiber artist and i worked on a project that ended up being part of the shakespeare's globe theater uh, hangings which are part of the globe Mm -hmm. theater now and so people even though my name's not there, um, people you know, all around the world look at those those hangings, and you know, sort of. So there, there were variations of each one of those things that came up. So when I was forty, I um, and by that time I'd had a, a small business, uh, a bricks and mortar business. I was kind of a bit of a hub of the community in a holiday town close to where I, I live now, and. Uh, and people used to come to me for all sorts of advice. I had a combination postal agency, a pharmaceutical drugstore, as you call them over there, uh, and uh, gifts and arts and, and giftware shop, etc. And I also ran a little bit of a small um, self uh, business services at the back. Because while I was learning about my about running a business, people started coming to me for well, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? And etc. So I sold that, I had this um, I had this uh, guidance that said it's time to sell up, um, so I sold and I did it in a slightly unique way, I, I groomed the business, I chose the person that I would want this business to be sold to, mm-hmm. I groomed the business to fit them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they bought it, or bought the part of the business that I wanted them um, to, to buy I took the business services part of it and worked from home for a little bit and I ended up being a um, a business facilitation um, trade you know a business training facilitator and doing that for a year or so I ended up managing um, they asked me to set up a government uh, funded business center for the local businesses. And people started calling me a coach, and I did not like that term at all. Mm-hmm. I would had a really terrible experience with a coach, and I certainly didn't want to be like them, uh, but I finally, you know, there are things that I can resist very, very heavily, um, and one of them is the, the fact that I didn't want to be a call to coach, but finally after about I suppose about uh, nine months. I got quite ill just then, and I decided to take six weeks out and really research what coaching was all about. Mm. And that was the first time. So I chose a, a, uh, an, um, an organisation that I felt was highly reputable. And within the first class, I knew I'd come home mm. to a philosophy of how people could live and how you can support someone. And that was the start of my coaching practice, helping other business owners um, go to the top of their game. And that worked for fifteen years, to a, you know, to a, a good degree. Mm. But I noticed at the end of that uh, that I can get bored quite easily, and I noticed that I was often very more, much more invested in their progression as a person than what they were. Mm. And I also noticed that, um, well, I was very much aware that you, your business cannot grow, your business cannot be healthy unless you have a healthy relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the relationship you have as the leader of your business is very, very um, reflective of that. But I, and I didn't have the tools, et cetera, to 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 help my clients see that, not realizing, of course, that they have to come to the water to drink, as the, mm-hmm. the saying goes, you can lead a, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, at the end of that 15 years, as you, you spoke of before, things fell apart. Um, I, I had had clients that were with me for 15 years. They went to the top of their game, and then all of a sudden, you know, the things, they had sold their business, or they moved on, or they changed, and, and then in my, in my um, practice, kind of just emptied out. And I tried really, really hard to bring in new clients and not realising that I'd actually changed and that those people weren't my, my community anymore. Mm-hmm. and the the further I tried or the harder I tried the more it came um the more it put a stress on my body mm-hmm. and that's when the you know the complete decline came and one day I was so unwell it was the beginning of sort of like hit rock bottom and I was crawling between the bathroom ensuite suite bathroom my bedroom and crawled, and the chair in my I couldn't stand up Mm -hmm. and I was thinking wow my world has really got so small how am I going to manage this how am I going to handle this and this voice said well loving yourself would be a good start Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that that started me really saying right not do anything a business you know don't try and, and set up a practice focus on myself and virtually it's been that's been my main focus that and it's so I needed to come home to myself on the truth that we must be self-loving to be able to love our to, to love the work that we're doing and put love in the work that we're doing so that it does not deplete us but sustains us and supports us as well as supporting the people that we're actually supporting Mm-hmm. so was kind of a long story to sort of like how we got to where I am now which of course all the work that I did was it got me closer and closer to me understanding my soul and my soul purpose I already knew my life well at the beginning of that I knew my life purpose was to expand the love and I just got went deeper and deeper until I discovered that um yeah one of the easiest and best ways to live your life is to be soul aligned <laughs>
0: Mm hmm yes absolutely i want to just go back to this for a minute to that 14 year old girl Mm because it sounds like um like what you shared and, and um we we have kind of talked about that in past but i wanted to go back to that 14 year old girl who saw those mind movies and did you have any inclination like what did you feel as a 14 year old seeing
1: those play out I was so it was to me it was so matter-of-fact I thought I thought everyone had these right. visions mm-hmm. and and I didn't think much of it and I and I, it wasn't that I worked towards everyone they naturally unfolded I just I, I've always had this um innate sense to follow my nose just follow the sides interesting enough the more that I got into business the less I did that, and that was kind of part of my, um, you know, my um, de-evolution of self, my deconstruction of myself, um, you know, a couple of years ago, is because I had left uh, behind too much of my innate understanding of just going with the flow, knowing which what, what signs are signs and what aren't, And I just try to push through using conventional stuff and um, to my peril. Well, of course it's not because I've now found a path that is much much more satisfying and fulfilling and soul, definitely soul satisfying and soul supporting as well.
0: Well, and and going back to just the other stages like at what point I know you mentioned at 40 but when were you aware of these mind movies that they were
1: actually playing out did you have like a a when they finished and when each one of them like the first one was uh, traveling the world um, and being paid for it and um, and being in uniform that was the first one that uh, rolled out even though it wasn't the first one that I saw it was a and I was sitting, of all places, I was sitting on the tarmac in a place uh, like in, um, it was in Bahrain or uh, one of those Middle Eastern places where um, there had been a hijacking and we'd been diverted. And it was quite a scary place, uh, at, at a scary time because because as the military, we we're in sort of like foreign territory. We've been guided by, you know, we had these military py- um, fighter jets from one of the countries sort of escorting us down into a, um, a particular airfield, and I just got this flash: this is mm. this is what you this is it this is your first one, and I realised that I was living that. That vision I had I was traveling the world, I was literally sitting on the other side of the world in the middle of a desert. Mm-hmm. Um and it was uh yeah, so that is so that was the first one, and I thought, oh well that's interesting. Oh, huh. mm-hmm. I remember that from 14. And I just forgot about it. And then but did, and you, so did that, you
0: follow your intuition? Like was your intuition a part of your military experience? Or
1: did you oh, yeah, yeah, I'd followed my nose all the right? way up until i was about 32 when i bought um, bought my first bought the first Mm -hmm. business so you know it was like oh yeah um i didn't realize i was following my intuition i just thought this this is what everyone did it just yeah yeah everyone does this this makes sense i'll do this this makes sense i'll do that or i got sort of you know and it took me a long time to because i've grown up where um it was a very masculine society on a farm, and, it, you know, it was uh, it, what you did was applauded. You know, what you achieved in the physical sense were applauded. The skills like your artistry or intuition were just not not even mentioned. So I kind of just shut it all away, especially when I realised as a kid that I was thinking, def- you know, I wasn't like everyone else. So I sort of tried to, you know, that's the old story, trying to fit in, so you sort of shut off that side of you. So when I did the um when I got the artist, I was i flying down relocated in a different part of the country, and I just happened to walk past a display of embroider of the Embroiderers Guild and Fibre Art Guild. And I just got, you gotta try that. Mm. And four years later, I'm part of the team that is being selected to to do this piece of work on you know this larger piece of work so and then when it was up uh then when my mother went and saw it several years later i've never seen it actually up on up at the globe theater um but when my mother went and saw it and she uh, in those days it was faxes and that and uh, she said i saw it i think she said i couldn't help i keep saying to everyone my daughter did that but my daughter did that. and and i got this wish again that's your second one it was sort of like this magic oh yeah there's next one and then of course the next one was actually buying a a small farm and 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 what have you and then and then when i was 40 and i sold the, the um my business that was when the last sort of like you've done that and but that's that that was also where I had no man's land I didn't have anything I didn't realize that it was those were my guiding lights to some degree even though I wasn't conscious of it and and I had to find a new way to enjoy life the other I'd done it so intuitively before and it worked Um, And now I didn't have any, I didn't get, I kind of kept waiting for this next, oh, damn, you know, this next series of mine, you know, didn't happen. (laughs) So so I had to make up, um, you know, do things traditionally because I just didn't, and then that was, and of course I learned all the things that I needed to learn to be now where I am now doing the work that I'm doing. So, and when you said that you
0: kind of lost your way in the business world, there was something that, mm. that switched and you were trying to be conventional and enforce it and make it fit. Were you aware? Do you think that was an age thing or was it just, because um, I think you said you were 32 when you started that business yeah. and are, yeah. do you have an idea of where things kind
1: of shut off where you were really trying to push it and, and not it really wasn't,
0: listen to the intuition? Yeah,
1: but it wasn't until I looked back when I sold the business that I realized that I had, um, you were pushing, I, I had pushed it, um, and I, and those habits, I thought I was doing good best practice, I was following best practice for, right. for business, and, And and they worked, but they, I've now since realized that they only can work in tandem with something that is far more timeless and Mm. um, energizing. Mm. And they will work to a certain level on their own, but if you want to really get to here and have soul satisfaction and real nourishment and be living soul aligned, then Mm. um, you've got to use that as your main vehicle and then use the to me it's about using those conventional ways as a way to enhance what you have for the current um situations that that you're in but you've got to have that foundation of um i suppose spiritual alignment um that to to me it's being divinely aligned in all of our beings you know all uh, aspects of us you know being divinely aligned through our spirituality, um, through our mental aspects, through our physical aspects and through our emotional aspects. It's not, but I didn't know that. I was just thought I was doing really good by following the the teachers, the gurus, the you know, the experts of good business practice. And as I say, it wasn't until I looked back and I thought, ooh, yeah, they're fine, but they're not the be all and end all. You've got to have something underneath that.
0: Absolutely. I, and I think Mm. that's so important. Um, I think that's just the evolution. We still of everything. We still need to learn a foundation. We need to learn best practices Mm. because people who are teaching us best practices know. Um, but I do also believe that there's a different way of doing business, you know, like you being in Mm -hmm. that forcing energy and then recognizing that. And I was always asking questions like, why does this have to be so hard? You know, it's just (laughs) You know, you're you're pushing. It's about the numbers. It's about this. It's about that. And I, and I just always questioned. I'm like, well, you know, does it really have to be that hard?
1: <laughs> mm. yeah. And
0: living through soul alignment. And and I and I teach that as well, and live and breathe that. But tell me a little bit more. What does it mean? Or when did you discover that it was better to start living it with soul alignment? Or how did you start bringing that into your into your shift, or shift of awareness, I guess.
1: Right, yeah. So that was really this, um, it wasn't the first time that God or source had spoken to me or higher self had spoken to me when, you know, but this, you know, well, loving yourself would be a good start, was like, huh, I'm not loving myself? What do you mean I'm not loving myself? I had no concept of what true self-love was I you know I was appreciating myself I was Mm. I was self-caring in a in what I call the conventional sense of self-care now a lot of people think that self-care is taking time out to have a bubble bath or to go and have dinner somewhere or that's a physical activity of self-care but to me self-care is the true coming home to self and caring for self which is the whole self the spiritual aspect of us the mental aspect of us the physical yes aspect of us and the emotional that is all self-care so to me if we don't live a life that is 24 7 self-care and true self-care then we are denying ourselves self-love it, mm-hmm. at that level um right. so that yeah
0: can you give some examples so what does it mean to let be in divine into full alignment of taking care of yourself mentally emotionally and spiritually
1: well it's you put yourself first. Um, I know that you like the saying, sort of, let your cup runneth over, and that's sort of, um, you know, from a military uh, point of view, that that's the same saying as put your own oxygen mask on. Or from an aviation point of view, put your own uh, oxygen mask on first. But it's uh, until you are aligned with taking care of each aspect of yourself each day before you go out into the world for me you're making your you're making that day and therefore your life harder to live so for instance in the mornings the first thing i when i do as soon as i'm consciously awake or just i'm giving thanks thanks for the breath because breath means life Um, and then i go through my own uh, my rituals in the morning too and that can be uh, that can be quite short or quite long. I don't have a specific time line. I I recognise before at, at the night before what I need to do when I need to wake up. I don't try not to set an alarm or anything like that. So I, I know this is kind of going off to what you're asking there, but this is um, it, it. It's allowing it's allowing time at the beginning of my day to acknowledge those four parts and uh, of me and ensure that they are on point that I'm together as a person all parts of me are together as a person because that's the easiest way for me to flow and trust and be the person that I want to be in that day because I set you know I set the night before who do I want to be tomorrow it's not about having or doing for me. It's about being. Who do I want to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that. Well, and, and I love, you always ask the best questions. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's turning it more into inner reflective. And, and it is very much to me. Soul alignment is about being. Who am I being in the world? Who am I being in my business? Who mm. am I being in my relationships? And, and how do I want to show up? So, and I know that you, you know, the art of homing is very big in in your life in all aspects. Yeah. Um, and you know, every, you know, we don't have to do all of these activities, but I, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about even just your clothing because we've talked a lot about that and clothing numerology. Oh. Um, and how that kind of ties in because that's to me that's a big part of what i know to be true about you and how Mm -hmm. you set
1: up for your day right so when i discovered pythagoras numerology i recognized that we each day has a personal day which is a num a number on that day and that number has a vibration which reflects a a color Mm -hmm. i'd had my colors done when I was in my Tweetees and uh, you know in those, I was earning lots of money. I was just traveling the world and buying all these delicious uh, items. And um, and then I realised that I bring them home and they wouldn't. I wouldn't connect with them. I wouldn't wear them. Why wouldn't I wear them? So that's when I first found out about you know uh, about. But, um clothing consultancy so i had my colors done is you know is what they say but then when i later on i um so probably about seven or eight years ago i discovered through just doing some work with um with someone about my inner essence as in wanted to show up and can be reflected out in our life as part of a uh, part of the support, the, the physical support we have. And one of that those areas is our clothes. And we can actually have our clothes be a direct physical reflection of what our inner core essence is about or wants to reflect that. And so I took that one step further and and aligned that with the colour of the number of my personal day to what I would be wearing. For instance, today um, you can't see me, but I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing a teal green um trousers so and and the earrings and that's because today is a number five day and number five days um even my ring that i'm wearing today is a is a green ring so that reflects i'm bringing in the energy that is naturally around me that is vibrating um as as me and to me and from me in this personal day of a number five and 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 having and wearing that today allows me to just not only just think oh today's about change today is about things may just flip at the you know think anything can change and the, at the drop of a hat sort of thing as they say um change you know, five's, is about for me i just think of the word change so and, and so i can go with the flow today i wake up oh yes today's a number five day i'll be wearing green teal or a a bluey green of some sort, turquoise or something like that. And I know I'm going to be supported with the vibration that is behind that or the energy that's behind that colour. And so I can come home to my core essence of who I am through that a lot easier. Mm. I know that, you know, my clothing is, I've set myself up so that every item of clothing is a resonance of, of me, I'm, I'm, I'm physically attached visibly, but physically, att- to me, energetically attached to clothing, because my clothing supports me, mm-hmm. there is not one item in my wardrobe that does not support me, mm-hmm. so that's why I started doing that Art of and little mini-series, it's because I am the, i, I I realize that there are people out there who are going to have a different uh, um, time or relationship with their home because it becomes their office and, and their leisure and their everything because they can't get away from it. And so it's not just about coming home and placing items and having items where they are best to be, but it's actually, in the bigger scheme of things, it's about us coming home to ourselves, our true selves.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you going back just to the numerology piece how how would people figure out because this I know Louise Hay has a book uh, about yes. numerology and color mm-hmm. um and are you following the same um, yes. Same, yes. So she, she, yes. Okay. Same
1: colours. Yeah. So that's the easiest one to actually because she she says it very simply and it's a very it's a very small um, easy book and you can actually fill in the the, the charts and things like that. So uh, that would be you know mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in that that would be a, a great resource for them to pick up mm-hmm. because uh, everyone can just complete that mm-hmm. um, working out what their personal year is and therefore their personal day and. Um, and then look at their wardrobe and see sort of, uh, to me, it takes, there's no decision-making or there's less decision-making to happen. And and there have been times when, because there's a couple of days where you can have a master number of like 11 or 22. And I've been out, I've got in my car, I've been going to go somewhere and I've got in my car and I've not felt right. Mm. And because I've been wearing what i thought was a four day i've woken up in the morning oh yes today's another four day and so today's a green day and i've put on something green and i've got and i've just not felt right and then i've done the check ah it's a 22 day so this is about wearing copper and metal and things Mm. like that so um so then i've gone and changed and sometimes it may be just taking, changing the, because um, i wear a lot of very um, plain colors, neutral colors. It's just about perhaps changing my earrings, changing my rings and changing a scarf. And, and then, and I feel so much better. I just, I, I, I feel the, I feel the support of the, of that particular vibration in my life.
0: I love that so much. I, I know for mm-hmm. myself, I've, I've dab, I dabble in it. I don't, um, I'm not a, a huge student of it, but I do think about it actually with bigger events and different things that I have done. And I, I noticed, I, I went to this, I was speaking at a conference of a couple years ago and, you know, it wasn't too far from my, you know, it was a weekend conference. And so I had to go, it was a couple hours um, just away from where I live and i couldn't decide what to wear and so i just threw a whole bunch of clothes in the suitcase i'm like i'll figure it out when i get there i have no idea and and i had just been introduced to louise hayes this this book about numerology and colors and i thought could it be like is that a real thing i don't know <laughs> so i sure enough i look, i figured out my numbers and i did it and I had all the colors in my suitcase that matched that particular day. And it was actually an outfit that I had never worn before. Um, yeah. And it was just, it felt so good as soon as I put it on. And I went on out, out on stage and I just felt magnanimous. You know, it, it, everything just felt so good, so aligned. So um, the feeling was amazing. Yes. And you know what? I went and put that outfit together again for just, a random thing mm-hmm. had no there was no energy to it. It yes. didn't feel good. It didn't <laughs> feel right. It didn't feel and I've never worn that outfit together since. Um, yeah. but it just happened to be for whatever reason that combination in my suitcase and it went. Yeah. It was a jacket I had never even worn before, mm-hmm. which was uh-huh. kind of funny, you know, especially doing a big event. Um but I really felt the energy of it. And it was just, it was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I play with it more so for myself when I'm doing important, like bigger important Mm -hmm. things. But I also do feel, it sometimes I'm changing my clothes, like, you know, five or six times. I'm like, why don't I just feel right in anything? And, you know, it's a great reminder that, to go back and look at the essence yes uh, because yes. no,
1: it good. goes yeah it goes it goes further than just the colors because there may be an aspect of that particular garment or the jewelry mm. that uh, speaks to the resonance of you, of your core essence that wants to be expressed at that particular time. Mm. So, uh, this is why it's so, for me, it's so important that people understand how they are. Um, what, you know, can describe and know their core essence because then they can go shopping, for instance. And they, like, right? Well, I know what I'm looking for from a core essence point of view. I know what my co- the you know you can work with your colours too if you've had your colours done, you know. Um, and you can choose things and know that they will support you mm-hmm. when you when you have that. That desire to go and touch them and bring them to you and bring them home with you, mm-hmm. they you are bringing them into your field of energy and you put an attachment and you put your love into it. You put your essence into it. If it's the right thing, if it doesn't if it doesn't work for you, then after a while you um, you won't feel anything to that item. But people keep them, and they keep many items long after than what the they actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, I'm you know I'm always on homing or rehoming because we don't we we're not taught that every item in our possessions and um, you know all our possessions have have a season and a reason mm-hmm. to be with us. And if we don't know what that season and reason is before we bring it in, then it can, we can hang on to it for the wrong reasons. Right. And and so we we so for instance say for instance you are um, a, a writer a journalist. you know you do journaling every day. If you don't have a particular you know so for some people you can write on anything. Other people they will journal more on particular with particular journal uh, books you know diaries and things like that and they might have certain pens well they'll go and buy a pen and they bring it home and they may spend you know a few dollars or you know 20 or 30 dollars if that pen does not resonate with them at their correct they won't use that pen they'll go looking for something else so then all of a sudden you end up having six or eight pens in the house but you only use one particular one. And we're not taught to actually on-home or rehome on-home those other ones. We think, oh, well, if we spent money on it, it's still got ink in it, we might as well use it. And, but we don't use it. And therefore, we, our energy gets attached to things that are not supporting us in the highest way. So that's why homing is a, is a little bit more about, it can be our possessions, but it, it's actually about us being in full self-care of what we have around our environment what we put on our person Mm -hmm. even what we eat um, and what we do it's it's the whole full gambit but a great way to start is of course is our clothes especially as women because most of us have um a liking for certain clothes and the reason for that is attached to our core essence
0: right i Um, love that description how clothing um, is attached to our core essence. I know I've been doing, I've been actually going through more of my drawers, just being, you know, mindfully at home. Yes. Um, and I've started kind of pulling things out that don't, I'm like, I haven't really used this in a long time. You know, when was the last time I used it? Do I need it? Do I want it? Does it bring me joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been separating things out and cleaning out my drawers and just simplifying because I've, I live pretty simply regardless, but I still have things that, you know, as I keep mm-hmm. doing layers of it and te- just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've been finding, you know, utensils for my kitchen to, yes, you know, things in, in my drawer, um, you know, extra plugins or extra. I'm like, oh, what's this, you know, what is this for? <laughs> Do I really need yes. it? Uh, oh, and yes. so just, you know, I've been creating my little piles of, of things that mm-hmm. are ready to go out of the home you know once we're um, back
1: into the living world Um, yeah yeah. Yeah. you can also take that one step further and ask the items if you're not sure ask the item itself Mm -hmm. where do you need we know where's home for you now right I love that where's home for you now that's such a good one yeah so it can be you know if you've got something for instance I love vases and so um i move them around the house and uh when i know that they no longer work at that particular area i'll go where is home for you now so they may be rehomed or on it's somewhere else in the house or replaced somewhere in the house and then when i can't find a place um i know that is it time for you to be you know um your home is beyond my caretaking so my beyond my care yeah it is okay so then it goes to charity um so i know that it's had it's um that i know i can bless it and say thank you for you know for serving me in my life you've had a purpose your purpose is now complete your mission complete i now hand you on to um to the universe to look after in whatever way it wants to and presumably you will find you'll you'll find the right home so it's out of my care and i can just then um, because a lot of Uh, We do, unless we do a, you know, rituals I think are very important because when we've put so much uh, into uh, purchasing something, um, we've given, we've used our livelihood, the state of being alive, the way we earn our money, um, we've put that in often to buying something and then that actually holds us tethered to that item unless we're actually very conscious of where its home is and when it's time to move it on. And when we can give a ritual to it, you know, a little ceremony Mm -hmm. uh, and and let it go, even if it's letting it go to the rubbish and going to mother nature to look after, then we're completing that cycle for that item in our care. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the caretaking of abundance.
0: Yes, I agree. So tell me, how, how would you apply that to business?
1: exactly the same way Mm -hmm. fresh eyes I, i like the term fresh eyes approach is that it if we don't look at our business as if we had just purchased it from somebody else then it's too easy for us to do do the same old thing just like I did, trying to push hard to bring the same clients in that I'd had before, not understanding, of course, that I had evolved as a person and therefore my um, community had changed. It's the same thing, is that our business is has energy. It has its own entity, even though it's we're tethered to it. It is, for me, we are the captain. It's like, I always, I like the, the analogy of, um, a ship and its captain. The ship cannot go out of port without a captain, with someone to sail it out of. You know, to sail it. They're between it. The, you know, they're not. Um. They, you can't have. You can't be a captain without a ship. <laughs> yeah. I've known captains. You know, they're terrible on, la- on land for after a while because they haven't got their ship to reach. So there's this partnership that happens, and it's the same with their business. So the the, the business needs the the captain to actually. Direct it where it needs to go but if you're using your business in the wrong form you're like using it like a ship you're trying to be it a, it's a passenger ship and you're using it as a cargo ship or something like that um, then it's not going to it's not going to fulfill the purpose that it was there for so having that attachment of you know uh, not understanding the the energy that is behind the business being and you know having a partnership with what your business is about and knowing that it will change certainly in this particular time and certainly for us um, people who have just who have um, only one or two people uh, running the business or in the business, Um, any any business that has less than 20 people in it has a far better way of navigating what's up right now than the bigger businesses. Just like if you had a a dinghy and a super yacht. Mm -hmm. Now the super yacht, it's got a lot more power, but for it to change direction, will take longer than what the yacht, little dinghy can. You just yank the, the rudder right or wrong, and off you go in a different direction. And smaller businesses, you know, businesses like you and I have, and they um, are a lot easier to, to change direction when the conditions um, come up. So it is about us always being, looking at fresh eyes, what's, you know, Mm -hmm. business is about creating you know business is about creating business is about livelihood and providing us a solution Mm -hmm. so when we come back to the fact that what is the solution that our business is here for right we can make a lot easier decisions about what we need to be doing and um as leading our business forward to do what it needs to be and I, i you know me I, I call my work in the world my BMW, my business of meaningful work. I, I'm even resisting now, just calling my my the work that I do a business because I just see it as the business of meaningful work. And when I put it in that container. I free up the constraints, it allows my that this part of my mind to actually, I'm not a business, I don't ha- actually have to follow the rules of conventional business, I need to use them when appropriate, but now it's about me using me as a vehicle, To do share my gifts in the world in the best possible way through the business of my meaningful work through that container, and it's easier then to be guided to where you need to be or the solution where the solution is what you provide as a solution.
0: Yeah, business is meaningful work. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love the, well, even just, I call it the soul of the, you know, the soul consciousness of your business and learning how to, mm. talk you, you know, what is it, where does the business want me to go today? Or what does yeah. the business want me to, where do I need to deliver today? Or where should I show up today? Yes. Um, and that to me is the pathway to abundance because when we're in, in partnership and communion or, um, you know, our union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're we're designing something on a, a much bigger platform. We need the skill set. You know, t- we need the tangible pieces. Um, but once we've got that, then the next level is to really be in in partnership with with the business as mm. as a separate. You know, as I call it, the friend. Right? It's like that. Mm. You know, have that relationship where you sit down and actually have a conversation, whether it's with your money with your business you know with mm-hmm. the items on your task list like what what is important where do I want to go and where do I want to be today
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yeah, so even things like uh, you know a here the word task list well to me that's a conventional business term that doesn't bring an ease Great. so I've I've changed mine to you know what's my intended highlights for today list. Mm-hmm. I've even gone beyond you know I used to do it for you know having a six to a success list and then you know these are the successes I want to have in my day write them down and then tick them off don't cross them out because when you're crossing them out you're actually um, devaluing their their part in the life in your in your day in your life Mm -hmm. so when you tick them off then you can see that you have checked off that success and you write it as a success that's already completed for instance you have to if if one of the things that uh, will help your business move forward is uh, is make three phone calls to potential clients for instance you know three cold Mm -hmm. calls let's say let's use the old the the, the conventional connection
0: calls calls. yeah Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.
1: well now now we call them connection calls yes so but you would say you would write had three amazing connection calls Mm -hmm. and you write that as a statement Mm -hmm. because then the brain goes about this is using the brain technology the mental game, the brain goes about you actually Mm -hmm. um all by itself Mm -hmm. you doing that whereas when you say uh, so but when you say three connection calls Mm-hmm. it's like it has to step back whereas when it's when you've actually made it a statement that's already it's um, ha- happened yeah you've pre-played it yeah and now you're just replaying it in reality mm-hmm. so so i've taken that success list and i now call it my intended highlight list mm-hmm. so I every day I write down what are the th- what are the intended highlights of my day mm-hmm. um, who do I want to be in, in my day so um, and that's not just in my business that's in my whole life mm-hmm. so I want to be a good caretaker of my body so that means have walked had a beautiful 30-minute walk today mm-hmm. Um, or a thirty-plus minute walk today, and then when I'm out there, if I know that I've got forty minutes, then I can do forty minutes. It's sort of like, and then I can look at um, where were the highlights that actually came about. So that's to me is about the ease of flowing being drawn forward, mm-hmm. rather than push trying to push ourselves forward to do things. that so we don't, you know, we don't have to do anything. You know, people say we've got to or we should do. Well, actually, the only thing you need to do is allow breath in your life. Exactly. (laughs) And everything else is that's what I learned, you know, crawling on my bedroom floor is that all I wanted to do was actually ensure that I had the next breath. Mm
0: -hmm. Because the
1: next breath meant I was still alive. Mm -hmm. I was so weak um, and I had no idea. If I was gonna make it through the night you know it was about 8 o'clock 9 o'clock at night and I didn't know if I was gonna wake up the next morning mm-hmm. and yeah uh, uh, you know, and that was you know the, the, the brain playing its own little games there uh, and and I got round down to okay what's the next breath what's the next and it's the same thing in our life you know what how do we take our breath and move it forward with what we want to bring about in our life today because our life is today we're living our life right now it's Mm -hmm. not something out in the future it's right now so if you think about you know this is my life right now what am i doing in my life right now Mm -hmm. i know we go quite a way We spread our conversation, don't we, Dixie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Now, this, this is so good. We covered a lot of really beautiful things. So, we're just coming to the end of our time, and I just, um, it's fun to wrap up with any. Do you have any last, last minute thoughts? I, I love how we talked about the wardrobe, we talked about numerology, we talked about, you know, homing and taking care of yourself and your breath. Mm. Um, homing your items, homing Mm. uh, homing in your business, Um, we did cover a lot of really, really awesome pieces today, Mm. so I'm so grateful for your time, but anything else that you want to mention as we wrap up?
1: Well, I would just invite um, whoever's watching this to, uh, um, just to spend a couple of minutes every day um, asking the question, you know, where am I at home, you know, in, in my life, in my business, in my relationships with, you know, whatever. yeah, Where am I at home? Because that's a lovely place to start to build an uh, even more fabulous life than what we've already got at the moment. Yeah,
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. I, I so adore uh, you. I love our time. And pleasure. you definitely helped me um, come to a deeper place of home, both in our relationship but also – Mm. Um, just in understanding my energy and the things that are around me. And, and I've taken definitely more pride in, in what I do have and where it Mm -hmm. wants to be and Mm -hmm. really listening. Um, you know, just, just deeper listening, even to the colors in my bed, you know, like that's definitely, I've been paying more attention even lately where, you know, I have, I have these, these sheets that, you know, I love the color, but I hate the material.
1: You right. know, like, yes. it's
0: not that I hate the material, it's just doesn't, it's like, yeah, it's okay. You yeah. know, and then I have these other sheets where they're just like, I love the feel, I love the touch, I love the, you know, just the color that wraps around me.
1: Yes, um, yeah. Just so supportive, those. Yeah, so yeah,
0: supportive, yeah. yeah. And just yeah. really seeing how that plays into all, all different parts. Mm. Of So um, I I appreciate your wisdom and thank you so much for for your sharing today.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dixie.
0: So thank you so much to our viewers um, for watching and I hope you found some great value. I know I always do and get reminded of, of new things and I would so love to invite you to continue the conversation. Post in the comments below, um, uh, what inspired you and and share this out to your community so that we can continue to bring hope, light, and love to the world. And I'll also be putting a link just down in the bottom, um, of how you can connect with Sandy. She's, is uh, such a fabulous lady. So until next time, abundant love,
1: and we'll see you soon. Bye for now.